who among us doesn't enjoy a good mystery? And especially when solving it means that I get to bring out my competitive side, even if it's just me against the clock, I just can't wait to uncover all the secrets. So June's Journey is a game that is completely up my alley, and I think you'll love it too. In June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game, you play as June Parker, who's on a quest to solve her sister's murder and uncover her family's many secrets. Each chapter brings you deeper into the story, and it's set in the Roaring Twenties, so beyond uncovering clues, you get to experience the glitz and glamour of the time. June's Journey is definitely not a game I play mindlessly, which I love because I get genuinely invested and a lot of it is a race against time, so there's a little fun added pressure of trying to find the clues as quickly as you can in each scene. There are also tons of ways to customize the island that you're on, learn more about the characters, and then new chapters are added weekly, so you really can't run out of things to explore. So if you think you're up to solve this case, download June's Journey for free today on iOS or Android or play on PC through Facebook games. June needs your help, detective. Hey, it's Mae Whitman, and I play Frankie in the new Realm podcast, The Sisters. The Sisters is about a museum curator of medical oddities who investigates the origins of a mutated skeleton with two layers of bones. Soon, she uncovers an extraordinary mystery that connects her present with one family's tragic past in hauntingly dangerous ways. Listen to The Sisters wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, fighters, to the lucky die in Kino. Previously, Greff gives Orkin carved away, Ivorys makes his sacrifice, Kith becomes wise, and Tauri finds toys for her kids. In the narrow window of time they had before Ivorys' mind-controlled enemy returns, the group engaged Durid as their mountain-drop distraction rocks the mine. Despite the empowerment from the blissful eclipse for Durid, Ivorys finally completes his contract with Dendar. Will Lepera give Greff his sword back? How much further are Liel and Lyok? And what secret plots of the blissful eclipse lies at the center of the forge? I guess we're about to find out. Welcome back to the Lucky Die in Kino. The five of you are making your way out very quickly from the chambers where you have just killed Jurid. Um What do the four of you want to do? Uh, Lothera is just going to do basically as you direct. I uh, believe we had like a guide in the ring. Am uh, I yeah. misremembered? No, Ivers will yep. ask the ring. Uh, okay, where? Where to? Hello? 
Is this thing on? Is Hello? this thing on? <laughs> I'm getting so one, two. I'm getting bad reception. <laughs> if my memory serves correctly, the second left after this, there should be a passage above. That should take you forward, and then you should be able to look down. Should be able to look down into the forge itself. Thank you. And uh, Ivaris turns and starts to kind of do a follow me motion, uh, like thing. Are you going for speed or are you going for stealth? Well, we uh, discussed. I'm kind of spent. Um, I don't have much more healing. Uh, emergencies, maybe, but... I'm completely empty, but I fear that if we don't take the forge now, they will fortify it to such an extent we can never take it. Well, it sounds like we'll be able to see it from a safe place. Oh, that's super good. If we can get there quietly, we can determine whether we have time oh, to I, I can gather ourselves. I can do quietly. Yeah. Um, are we going to go sneaky? If we're going to go sneaky, I can do that. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Oh, okay. can you do the group right. thing? Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 All right. So, uh, Kith, Kith casts, uh, pass without trace. Kith okay. Kith Um, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> um, the five of you because you can put it all, all five of you correct it's just an area so i can get everybody perfect yeah and um, then you feel this like absolute kind of quietness but it also has that i know if anyone's ever been around like uh, like a mushroom field you kind of get that kind of spory feel in your mouth you just kind of get that everywhere oh, as you just like pass pass if you decide mushrooms taste delicious that is your prerogative that's um, literally my character <laughs> <laughs> Um, and the five of you make your way. Could I please have either two of you make stealth rolls or one of you decide to take the lead on a stealth roll? I'm not particularly good at stealth, so I will uh, absolve myself of that. Nor Lethera, because she has exactly the same stats. <laughs> Iris is plenty average at stealth. He's got I like have... his just decks, and that's pretty much it. I'm pretty good at stealth. Same. Go for it. Should we both do it? I guess. Yeah, go for it. Both of you just roll a stealth check. Plus 10. That makes sense. Oh, 10. <laughs> oh, wait. Plus 10? <laughs> oh, you yeah. have a plus 10. No. With pl- Add 10 yeah. onto it. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I think Avers has oh, yeah. a bunch of scrolls in his hand. Is that correct? <laughs> <laughs> you have handed Ivers <laughs> scrolls? I can't remember if those I are I think scrolls. you did. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think you have a bunch of scrolls. Uh, Tauri, what did you get? I got a 20. And Kith? 21. Woo. Oh, nailed it. All right. Um, let me just do some rolls for some of the oh, no. UNT and others wandering around. Kith, while I'm being Ivers' brother. They are a little bit concerned because I thought Jurid might be coming a little bit quicker than this. Like uh, somewhere between 30 seconds and a minute is probably a bit long for the big guy to ignore an exploding mountain. Yeah, to put his trousers on, you know. <laughs> so okay, many um, snake trousers, tra- snake jokes. Was Dindar eating them like just a dreamy thing, or was there a body there? 
Did we leave the uh, body? They're kind of... There kind of wasn't really much of a body left. Oh, um, you're aware okay. that Dendar was kind of eating it, but it was also very surreal, especially for those who have now just left that room. Everything feels kind of woozy and hazy about the room. You're not 100% sure the specific details that went on, much like you're trying to hold on to a dream. Everything feels super strange. Um, hmm. but, you know, maybe that's just That might adrenaline. confuse them for a while. I if do yeah. the body. <laughs> I do like the idea that uh, they ate the body in the physical world, even though they ate it in the dream world. Like, that is pretty fucking like nightmarish. I yeah, nightmare. Um, <laughs> so the five of you manage to wake your way along this corridor, and you take the directions that your ring friend has given you. And as you get there, you look up, and you can see that there is this kind of very small kind of crack and if you tip your head in a certain way you can see that there is actually a bit of a passage or a bit of a hidey hole above that um it's about 10 feet up i think most of you can jump up there or at least grab hold yeah through teamwork we should be able to get there no prop yeah and through teamwork and a mixture of everything tasting like mushrooms and spores um you managed to climb your way back up into this kind of like i kind of not exactly like a chasm but kind of like a passageway and it's very thin like you only just managed to no it's not this is a different place it's a different mixture of um kind of tunnels just above where you are Mm -hmm. and when you're up there it feels very narrow the walls are very steep and it ends in kind of like a point and as you look around and get used to the darkness um of the particular area you notice that there are cracks and you can see that pieces of wood have been wedged in here and you can see some of them have fallen this place doesn't look and it doesn't feel very stable do you adventure on, adventurers? Are you sure we are on the right path? It is a little narrow, uh, narrowing than when I was here before. You said there were little cracks with pieces of wood le- uh, in wedged in them. Is there any like? Mm-hmm. Can we see beyond the cracks through where there aren't pieces of wood or? Not really. It's, you know, like if you crack an egg, uh, the mm-hmm. whole thing doesn't fall apart. But if you take the shell, the kind of like the membrane out behind it, the whole thing is going to fall. It's just basically cracks that are looking pretty deep, but they're not yeah. wide enough to put anything in. Uh, the widest point, maybe you could put fingers in there, but you probably wouldn't want to on the off chance that the mountain does shift a little and trap your finger. So just to understand you right, the, the wood in there is to keep, like, make sure that the cracks don't go together or... Uh, in could collab- you take a survival check for me? Oh, okay. If I'm understanding it correctly, this is an old tunnel that has been like showing the signs of collapsing, and the wood is there to uh, reinforce it. But so, actually, there are two theories on why you stick wood into a mine. One is if the mountain begins to shift slightly, the wood is going to fall and crack. Mm-hmm. So, any sounds of cracking means that something inevitable is going to come. The oh. alternative theory is that it's holding the forces of a mountain at bay. <laughs> it seems yeah, unlikely. I heard it phrased like that. I'm like, okay, I'm on board with the other one. <laughs> so you can take which whichever option you wish, but the wood is here and they serve dual purpose, possibly to hold the mountain up and stop it from collapsing on your head, possibly just to let you know that a collapse is incoming. Much like a canary, but you know strong wood. With with wood, yeah. Wood from Dragon Tree. Four times wood. <laughs> no. Neil no. <laughs> Neil, no. 
strong enough um, to hold yeah, the so whole... Yeah, so the passageway the that you're in extends kind of really only forward and away from the direction that you come, away from the face of the mountain that as you kind of maybe orientated yourself to. And it appears to just go further and then drop down, which you kind of know is about right for what you would expect. This looks like a dead end. I don't know. I don't think we will get anywhere if we follow this path. Not that there's a path to follow anyway, but... Ring person said this was right, right, V? Yeah, the ring person said it's a little narrowing than it remembered, but it's about what it remembered. Okay. It was here at least. Unless this is the world's best ruse. V, is it the world's best ruse? <laughs> That's, I think Odi Ivers can decide whether he believes this is a ruse or not. Uh, how does one insight a ring? Uh, uh, you could just roll an insight. It should be up ahead. We just have to be very careful by the looks of it. So we have to get through the the walls with the cracks in them? No, we just have to follow this tunnel, and at the end of it, it looks like it drops down. So we're going to have to crawl, or shimmy, or slide. I don't like this. Pick an adjective to choosing your liking. I don't like this whole situation. Well, we have to get to the forge for two reasons. I know. And two of them, my children. There is no other way with the amount of yanti between us and them from Jord's place. We wouldn't survive any other path. Then what are we waiting here for? Let's go. You had questions. What? <laughs> that's why we were waiting. Whoever, you whoever were is taking concern. the lead, I understood that we were standing in front of a take... blocked way. It's not exactly blocked. It's just a passageway that's like really narrow okay. and very tight, and there's lots of wood in the way. You have to climb and crawl over and under, and the wall is cracked. And clearly, places of this little narrow tunnel have collapsed and fallen in. Kind of maybe passable with shimmy and shaking, which have added to of your choice <laughs> to your liking. Um, whomever is going to take the lead, whomever wants to be the safety officer for this run to not knock things over and have a mountain crush on your head, um, can I please have you? Make either a survival check, a nature check, or anything you think you could argue. Whomever wishes to take the lead on this. I am passable at survival. That is all I'll say. I think Tori is going to take the lead because at this point she just wants to get to her kids. As good an argument as I've heard. <laughs> Wait, what's that? What? So, um, survival or... Yep, you can have survival or nature or acrobatics or whatever you think Tari would use in this situation to get through this kind of very dangerous tunnel um, with as many companions in as whole pieces as possible. Mm, I I would argue acrobatics because I'm pretty sure she's uh, hunted uh, things in the mountains before that uh, ran through tunnels. Perfect. Absolutely. Go for it. I'll take that. That was beautiful, Cassie. 21. God Even damn. 21. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> One of our favorite numbers. Um, yes, absolutely. <laughs> As you kind of like shimmy and bend and twist your way through, 
as you kind of lead the pathway through, you get your companions through as well. Like Griff is a little more awkward because he's in just such a bigger, more irritating body shape, I guess. Duck your um, head. Big old swords on <laughs> him. Um, your drow companion, a fairly sub- like similar state. Um, but you do eventually manage to get everyone through to a point where the cavern itself it kind of begins to, sorry, the tunnel itself begins to open up into something slightly larger. And you can see that there are more tunnels are leading of this. Some of them are collapsed completely and there's no way through them. Others branch off in different directions. But you do notice as you enter this cave that it's kind of not exactly circular or, or like uh, spherical in shape, more like a more like a globe in shape. So the tops and the bottoms are a little bit flatter. Um, and it's very, very big. You're talking like maybe 100, 150 foot in diameter. This thing is pretty big. And you notice that there are here and there kind of holes in the floor. And you can tell they're holes, even though those places are very dark, because you can see the flickering of firelight from below. Some of these holes are really small, like pin-sized, and you can just see like a really tiny like uh, ray of light. Some of them are pretty big, probably about mm, maybe get Ivoris, maybe get Gref down there kind of sizes, but there's nothing really bigger than that. Okay. Um, Ivoris is going to being careful. These holes are in the floor, right? Yep. Okay. I'm going to, like, crawl over to one and look down and see where we are. Are you looking down a very small hole or a particularly big hole? Are you willing to go to the other side of this kind of big cavern area or are you going to stay fairly close to where you enter into it? Uh, The closest one. So if the smaller holes are closest, you know, because of the fact that there's holes in the floor I think he's concerned about the stability <laughs> of the floor, which is why he's v, crawling. Did we just enter an exhaust pipe? I may not answer that. Uh, there's wood you do in notice here. They're actually, catching that much heat. You do notice, actually, that there are a concentration of holes kind of in the middle of this cavern, and that's where you see the most flickering of light. Okay. You aren't exactly wrong. <laughs> Is the light like um, because you said something like like firelight from beneath? Is it uh, does it look like there's a light inside of each of them, like a separate light, or like there's a no, like a, a you, you would be able to tell underneath. from looking at it. It's like yeah, you'd be able to tell that there's basically one big area that has fire, mm-hmm. and it is like basically you can tell that it from looking at the different holes. It's the same thing that's mm, lighting okay. them up. It's the same light source. Mm-hmm. So you could be led to believe that the room or area underneath this is one big area. Mm-hmm. Is the floor also hot? <laughs> uh, How much soot and ash Ivaris, is there? As Ivory steps over, you do notice that, yeah, there are there's some soot that's being kicked up. Um, it is a little warmer in here and you can feel the air is moving quite quickly. Um, not exactly through the passage you came through. That's kind of a little bit of dead air. But some of the passages ahead of you, um, you can definitely tell there is wind whistling through it and you can feel like an influx of warmth up here. Um, Ivory, as you begin to like slowly crawl your way across, you notice that the ground is kind of very sooty and but it's strangely also very sticky there's something like not right about this um and as you crawl your way over to the small hull could i please get you to make a perception check oh no v what what have you done 
Um, why is it nothing? That's the part that why is this always my me? fault? <laughs> I hope you didn't need that other eye, Ivorus, because you're about to get it burned out. <laughs> I hope this. Why is this always my fault, guys? Like, you set up these situations. I'm just telling you what the world is doing. All right? This is not my fault. So about that other eye. <laughs> I have ash in my eye. Ow. Ow, ow, ow. Uh, Ivoris, what did you get on your perception roll? Um, two. A two? Um, Excellent. So a natural one. Um, <laughs> you look down and all you can see is basically like a dark kind of black stonish floor and you can see the flickering of flames but you can't hear anything significant other than like the whistling of the kind of draft and exhaust that is going around you you really can't see anything maybe this hole is too small or maybe there's just nothing underneath it yeah. also you have pink eye now <laughs> no no he doesn't have an eye at all you still have an eye <laughs> you still have an eye okay still have an eye Ivaris now has Don't a seeing eye ring uh, stop it! <laughs> he, just, the worst. he holds his hand out, and the snake thing in the ring just goes closer. No, you're cold. Left. Warmer. Oh, sorry. Not left. Right. Uh, sorry, right. you're wearing the ring upside down. This My time I'm right. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Wrong way around. Um, All right. So essentially, yeah, you don't see anything. You just see like the flickering of the light of the fire, but there's just. Maybe nothing underneath. Maybe you yeah. just can't hear anything. This is not a good place for you in particular to pick up anything. Yeah, Ivaris kind of just sits down and looks like he's got something in his eye. He's kind of trying to like rub with his hands, but his hands have soot on them as well. And he's kind of he just kind of gives <laughs> up. He just kind of shrugs a little I, I, bit and then sits down and tries to like clean himself. I, I will give you. I will give you one thing to ease your minds. Um, as you look down into this hole, you can tell that the floor that you're standing on is quite thick. This is like a couple of foot of stone. Um, it's not going to collapse underneath you. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, okay. uh, I'm assuming Graf sees Ivory start like pawing at their face. Just like, ah, <laughs> yes. He's it's like looking on his hands and knees and it's clear he's given up because he turns around and just sits down. <laughs> <laughs> like a sad pooper. Yeah. Uh, oh bother. <laughs> so I think uh Gref is gonna um uh I think Gref is gonna try the same hole, but he's like more very of like, oh maybe there's like a draft and there's like a lot of like particles in the air, so let's try to not like shove our face straight into the rock straight away. Like let's ease into it. And Gref's gonna okay. take a look too. Okay. Uh, make a perception roll for me, please. That is a 17. <laughs> On a 17, as you look below, as you kind of like twist a little bit, you see, you hear people moving around. Um, people with a very similar gait to Ivoris. You can tell there's probably a couple of um, Yuan-Ti that are here. You can hear the sounds of flames and you hear the sounds of clink, clink, clink as something is striking against an anvil. You hear the sounds of many people breathing and the rattling of metal against metal. A few moments later, you hear this kind of really loud, kind of rumbling, whooshing sound, and that is accompanied by hot air blasting up at your face. Are you going to stay and listen for a little longer, or are you just going to take what I've given you? I think Gref wants to listen a little bit longer because, like, 
you haven't really told me anything I didn't assume. There are you and T down there working anvils. <laughs> like, I I feel like I'm coming away with literally zero information. So I'm gonna stick it to stick Good. to it. Um, if you stick at it, uh, I need to roll a perception check. Okay. As you listen a little bit longer, that kind of like whooshing noise comes again, maybe about a minute later. And it again is accompanied by this hot rush of air. And as you listen out intently, again, about a minute later, you hear it once again. I need you to make either a survival or a nature check. I'm going to make a survival because I'm actually semi good at it. I imagine that Graf lived off nature a lot in his old days. Uh, that's a 17. Another. Woo. Each of these gra- each of these kind of like whooshing, rumbling noises that is accompanied a few seconds later by hot air. It sounds like the roaring of a creature. That's all I'm going to give you. V. Yeah, Gruff like <laughs> leads away from the hole slowly. Mm-hmm. And kind of just whispers to the rest of the team like, okay, so... um." They have a creature that is hitting their forges. A creature? I've, I have nothing more. It growls and hot air blasts everywhere. How can you be sure it's a creature? It could just be the noise of the wind whistling through the cracks on the no. floor. No, I've, I've heard. I've been outside enough. The nature doesn't make this sound without meat. It's it's a creature. <laughs> That's the weirdest way of phrasing it. I already used the word nature, and animals are part of nature, so I had to somehow define it as different than plants. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of perfect also because this is not Griff's first language. This is Griff's second, third, fourth language. He's only learned for three years. This is perfect. I love it. Um, If, if we want, because I, I, I haven't used any of my... um. My animal forms, I could either... Okay, so two options. Um, one is I can turn into a spider uh, and I can go, you know, check things out. Uh, two is I could turn into a giant badger and we just dig down and then jump out and surprise and do the whole attack thing. Is this the best place for that? Well, okay, so not right here where the hot... Th- stuff is, uh, but maybe, you know, a little bit further back in the tunnel. Um, hmm. Iris wants to do a vision. <gasps> okay. I want to see if there's a future point at which that creature interferes with anything that we're doing here to try to learn about the creature. Okay, go ahead. God damn it. What did you get? It's an eight. No, you yeah. get nothing whatsoever, I'm afraid. He's even more blind on this other eye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he he no longer does blind. It's like, it's, just, it's so momentary now. Um, no, you, you get nothing whatsoever. I'm going to say, because you have tried to do something magical, something didn't feel feel as easy or as comfortable as you've become with your futures check there's something odd here hmm okay 
Uh, could I get everyone's uh, passive perceptions, please? It's only like 16 for me, I think. Remind me 16 how. 16 level 17. Um, it is your perception plus 10, Kessie. Yeah. Unless you have specific oh, feats. But okay, I 16. Yeah. Yeah, 16, 16, 17, and Ivers? Perception? I'm going to guess 11. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, on the 16 and the 17, um, Gref, probably especially as you kind of like sit up away from this hole um, and as you kind of look around a bit more at your surroundings, the three of you who aren't Ivers <laughs> and Lathera, um, you notice that although the soot here is kind of sticky and strange, the places where Ivers has been and has like revealed some of the dirt, you know, the stone underneath and the same with where Gref has been, you notice that there are kind of like odd, I'm not going to say kind of carvings that you mistook as cracks when you first walked in. They look very intended. You're definitely going to have to make Ivers aware of this because he's blind. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gref is just um, like Gref starts tracing his fingers or like his hand across the surface. And then when he realizes like, oh, that's making a lot more sound than I need to. He kind of just picks his finger and kind of tries to trace uh, the carvings, trying to reveal one of them. As you begin to trace your fingers along, you realize that this is all part of one larger carving. You take a few steps and a few more steps and this line is not finishing. And as you look around and you like take a few steps away and, and clear it so in a different place, this is one very large carving on the floor of where you're standing and it covers the entirety of the cavern. Yeah, I ho hope Ivers has noticed what Gref is doing because Gref is freaking out now. Like, uh, <laughs> this oh no, magic. Very this looks very decorative for a floor. Um, can Ivers, what is the thing that cleans people? Prestigation. Yes, I have that. <laughs> is that something he can do? I would not recommend water. If it goes down those holes, you're fucked. <laughs> is that something he can do quietly enough to clear this off? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Uh, you would ha it would take a long ass time for you to do it. But if you wanted to clear the entire floor... Yeah, it would just, it would take a while. That's all. A couple of minutes. Yeah, he wants to like try to save time by following the design a little bit and getting the most uh, kind of like yeah. concentrated pattern areas and then kind of yeah. trying to guess from leaving a lot Extrapolate of from the available data. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, extrapolating from incomplete data. Yeah, you go around and you clean as much of this off as, off as possible. Um, the others, I'm assuming, probably aren't just going to stand by and do nothing and any help is any help. Um, and as you all begin to kind of look at the floor a little bit and step back and have a look at like the hole, it is very obvious that there is a very large rune that is the size of this kind of cavern and maybe the room below. You don't exactly know dimensions of the room below, but there is a very purposeful rune that has been carved into the floor of this cavern. Going on my runes bullshit again. Is this a dangerous ouchy rune? Yeah, can, uh, does anybody uh, know enough magic to know what the hell this is? Yeah, I'm going to need to either take an Arcana or a Religion check from all of you. I could, uh, I could do okay. Religion. Uh, I have proficiency in neither. Oh, so. <laughs> nice. 
I got a 10. I'm just rolling so good. Wow. <laughs> 18. <laughs> I never had any experience with magic, but I know this is magical. <laughs> this is magic shit, yo. <laughs> okay, uh, Ivaris, what did you get? Not enough. Ivaris is still upset about the fight Perfect. because he's just rolling terribly and useless right now. <laughs> he's rolled a 10. Okay, Gref, what did you get? Is. I got an 11 on Arcana. Yep, you know fuck all about this other than that's probably magic. Lacera got a 20. She knows a little bit more than you do. <laughs> um, uh, Tauri, what did you get? 18. And finally, Kith, what did you get? 22 on religion. Okay, um, religion, she did Arcana. Uh, you also did Tauri. Tauri, you don't know a lot about magic, but something in the movement of Autub next to you kind of indicates that this is some sort of shield. It's a kind of like protection, but you can't really tell from what an Autob really isn't <laughs> from this plane. <laughs> uh, can only really tell you the gist of like, hey, this protects something from something. Like that's about as far as they get. Um on a 20 and a 22 in religion and both in arcana, you would know that this basically prevents scrying, but it also blocks, it kind of protects the area above and below from deities. It protects them from being scried and it protects them from messages. Damn. So while huh. Ivers was in there cleaning it, Dindar was like, what the fuck? Where'd it go? <laughs> <laughs> I can't see him. What happened? Um, yep. He got ashes in his eyes and I can't see now. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Okay. Uh, give me a second. Yep. Hold on. Uh, so Kith is actually going to go back down the tunnel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, until like they feel at least like they're, they're not entirely sure, but they're assuming at least if they go a little bit away from the rune, maybe this will work. And then mm-hmm. uh, is just like in their head, just going to be like, hey, um, are you, are you two there? Can you hear me? Does this work now? Yes. Okay. Hi. Hi. That's weird. Uh-huh. Um, Don't like that. Do you want me to smash it? Is that bad what? if I do? Bye, Floor. <laughs> are you inaudible? <laughs> Okay. Smash! She's inaudible. (laughs) Stuck into his mind. Um, It would be really good. I, from what I understand, there are people there that kind of need a little bit of rescuing, a little bit of help, and they can't get access to their gods right now. So it would be kind of good if you could find a way of destroying it, but that's going to take some significant magic. You're just going to have to really focus on dispelling some of this. Oh. Because even yeah, yeah. Oh, it will require that magic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm right from what the other gods are saying. Start again. Starting. There are some people down there who can dispel some of this, and that will be enough, but they need to get here. But unfortunately, they are. If we are correct, and if the other gods are correct about the last time they saw them, they think they are in that room below. So, should I dispel this if I can? I could try. Or is it better if me and my friends just go down there, do the thing, and then I guess I'll let you know if what happens if we can. survive? <laughs> I believe that you could try, and that would probably help the people below a lot, which would in turn help you. And if not, then 
I guess you go down there without them at their full power. I see. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go. So Kif goes back into the room and is like, guys, guys, hey. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So I checked in because um, I realized what this whole thing is. Um, <laughs> and I ta- I checked in, you know, with- Is uh, it going to explode? Is no, it no, dangerous? no. So, no. So what it is, it basically, it prevents things like scrying, but it also prevents the deities from being able to like, do do their thing like helping people and stuff in the area. So that's like like right now they can't hear me. I I can't get in touch with them. They're like because this is messing with it. If I can dispel it, there are people in the Fords area that their gods can help them, so they can help us. Apparently, there's people down there that can help us take the Fords. But uh. I need to dispel the shield. Okay, so I guess the assumption uh. is that there are. Uh, holy people down there that have been cut off from their gods and can't yes. use their powers. All right. right. If I can dispel this, their gods can help them, and then they can help us. Okay, so I guess the assumption here is then if we dispel it, we're going in. We can't exactly dispel it and then wait until we feel we're ready for a fight. That's what it seems like. So I have an idea. What if I turn into the giant badger? Mm-hmm. Dig a tunnel just close to the cave. All right, just mm-hmm. just below, so that like Graf, you could like smash through it when we get when we're done, okay. and then I'll come back up here, try to dispel the thing, and then with any luck, it'll be gone, and then we go in swords uh, and magic and yeah. I'm not very good at plans, but that's that's all I got. Is is that okay? Um, okay, uh, I have a question for V, I guess. Sure. You said that the tunnel dipped down the further we went. Are we at the end of the dip, or is there further? So you you folks are kind of in the cavern, and you can see that there are actually a couple of other passageways that lead off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you haven't explored them. You have a couple of holes that you haven't looked down yet. Mm-hmm. One of the passageways is completely blocked off, and there's no chance of getting down there. But you kind of have gone down as far as you are aware as far as you can go but you mm-hmm. haven't explored the rest of like the alternative ways out okay um i would like to check the area a little bit more just explore just map out a little bit maybe we can get a better angle better vision but i think it is definitely a good plan to break the rune to start with and what we do in the f- follow of that if we go badger form or what um uh, that needs to be seen. Well, the, if I do the badger after, the people down below, the bad people down below might know. So yeah. we won't have enough time for me to really burrow all the way there. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, let's just explore a little bit more. Just a little bit. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, Graf wants to look around a little bit, and he wants to make sure that he stays within the um, stride without, pass without trace. I think it's called the name of the spell. How far is Pass Without Trace? Uh, Pass Without a Trace has a whopping range of 30 feet. <laughs> if you want to explore the, the tunnels, he will have to go with you if you want to keep Pass Without a Trace. Carry me. <laughs> what? Piggyback. Oh, God. <laughs> Why? 
<laughs> a solid question. I'm a cloaking device. <laughs> just, oh no! You're also almost the size it. of him. Yeah, <laughs> I can be smaller. We're going through little tunnels. Get off my back. <laughs> I just imagine kids being like, I could go smaller. And then there's just like a little bit of that ripping and cracking and tearing. And it's just like, whoop, shrink. Yeah. <laughs> it's taller. Whoop. Okay, okay, I, can do I can do this anywhere between a foot taller or a foot shorter. Uh, I will basically give you this. There are kind of two other exits out of this area. So there's the one that you came through. That's fine. You know where that goes. Ahead of you, there is, say, path one and path two. Okay. Path three is broken. Um, okay. What would you, what do you want to do? I identify with path three. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Feels. <laughs> um, Gref is going to look back at... Um, Oh, fuck. Cassie, you need to give me your character name again. Tauri. Tauri. Griff is going to look back at Tauri and Ivaris and just like, okay, um, I want to explore a little bit before we go on. Um, do you guys want to come with? Do you want to stay here? Like, how do you want to do this? I didn't bring any marshmallows. I'm sorry. <laughs> I understand nothing of what Kith said, but... I understand. I understand the implication that we need more people to get through this. I I think I agree. After that fight with the with that, what the fuck was his name? Monster. <laughs> Monster. Jared. Jared. <laughs> ass hat. Yeah. With the ass hat. <laughs> so, if if there's even a chance that we can get more allies on our side by doing this, I'm. Lead the way. Or should Ivers? we use this time to rest? I could uh, send the wasp thing ahead. Oh yeah, you keep forgetting you have that thing. We have so many companions. It's not <laughs> incredibly sneaky. I don't think I could get it in the room. If that thing entered a room and <laughs> I were in the room, I would try to make you know a death wasp is not subtle no. <laughs> sorry a nightmare wasp is not subtle in any way shape or form okay better plan how about you have the nightmare wasp uh, explore the tunnels a little bit while the rest of us take a breather and we make yeah. a plan based on that info okay that should give you guys time to do short rest. So if you need to, if like short rest gives you back any spell slots, if it gives you back any rests, any actions, any any of the things, if you want to use your hit dice, like now is the perfect time. Um, okay. If, so. If if that's the case, um, I'm going to do the, the badger thing now while I still have Path Without a Trace going. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Makes it silenter. Right. That way, try to be sneaky about it. And then that way we can take the short rest. And then that way I can turn into an animal again, because otherwise it uses that up and then I, you know. Mm-hmm. We need to be prepared. Um, it probably wouldn't take you long in your badger form to dig down. Um, like you kind of have an idea, like popping your head up, checking like the depths of the holes next to you and then going down again. Like you could probably get a really good gauge on like, hey, if I dug this far into this part of the floor, it would probably take like one good hammer swing and this is done. Or like 
to be fair, you may also bring down part of the ceiling with you. <laughs> that also is a potential question mark. You're not exactly sure what is directly underneath you, but it is something that you could do. I'm just going to say, yes, you can do that. You can do it slowly and easily and you have passed our trace on. Okay. So rather than short resting, you are digging a hole. I do that right. and then I take the short rest after. Yeah. So um, if it takes a little bit longer, that's fine because I, I need it. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Y'all can be like an hour and a half. That's probably about the right time to do this, I think. And also I'm going to use my natural recovery then so I get some spell slots back. Yep. Wasp boy, um, you are seeing through the eyes of your wasp companion. Yes. Uh, Ivaris takes a seat and gets where he's kind of rested. How far can you see in your wasp companion? While I'm in the hour thing, you guys need to look at the... Scrolls. Um, how far can I see? Let me look. I think it's like four hundred feet. Your nightmare wasp. One hundred feet. Yep, it is one hundred feet. Okay, I feel like we've definitely broken that rule with raw, but <laughs> we we do. But like <laughs> your specter friend with yeah, raw yeah, is yeah. your. T.O. isn't the same as any other find familiar. That is something very unique. Um, (laughs) Meandering about in your wasp companion, you basically take, let's say, path one for about 100 feet. And you go along and it twists and it bends and it becomes very circular in nature, becomes less of a walk pathway and becomes more circular. And then you notice kind of it begins to go upwards and steep upwards. And it gets so steep that basically... As you kind of get to the end of your range and you as Wasp you look up, you can see that it's basically just, basically I'm going to call it, it's basically a flue, it's basically a chimney up to the surface. It's not particularly wide. Um, You could, if you braced yourself, like climb up this, but that would be a long, exhausting process. (laughs) Because you are probably a mile underground and you know that the kind of, like the, the 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 trenches that you were in were pretty deep anyway. Um, like it would take you a long time, but this is a potential escape to the surface. I fucking doubt it, V. If one of us falls, the rest of us like. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for a mile, V. I mean, you know, one of us. <laughs> if can, not more. If not more. <laughs> one of us can turn into a giant motherfucking spider. Mm-hmm. So that might that might it's help. One of you safe and sounds. Uh, your forty feet of rope will not do the job. Maybe if I have we legs. like cover <laughs> cover like oh we we put like a plate down and then explosives on one side of it and launch ourselves up. That is an option. I <laughs> you've been don't hanging out the wrong too much. Option. <laughs> Turn um, the mountain yeah. into a so giant in gun. one direction. <laughs> In one direction, you find basically a flute, a chimney upwards. Um, it is a really long way up, and it doesn't look like it gets any wider the further up it goes. Uh, but then you can't really tell, like you're so far down. Um, That's Taking scary. path two, yeah. Uh, taking path two, it begins to, the pathway goes out and then drops down and sideways away from where the chimney is. And At the edge of your distance, as far as you can get with your wasp companion, you see that maybe 100, 150 feet ahead, I think your wasp can see fairly far. Either way, it can see really far. Um, You can see at the bottom of this incline, you can see that there is a very sturdy wooden door with what looks like 
Would that be on this side? Nope, you just see a really sturdy wooden door. Okay. You would estimate maybe it's on the same level as maybe the room beneath the uh, the kind of area that you guys are hiding out in. Okay. Uh, Everest comes to and relays that one of the ways is just a huge tunnel upwards and the other way um, it seems like there might be a way for us to get down the other way there's a door anyways and it kind of goes down I think okay this might be a cheeky question but can the death wasp like squeeze its way through the third tunnel or are you just gonna tell me that you as a DM didn't prepare yes. what's behind the third turtle? Fuck you, man. Uh, I, yes. I would do it. I, I take that as a personal affront and a challenge. Fuck you, sir. Uh, yes, you can go through there in your desk, boss. Okay. Fuck you, Aethel. Negative inspiration for you. <laughs> what? Don't <laughs> <laughs> challenge me. I'm actually your god. I wasn't challenging you. I was just being honest that when I do shit like this, I often go like, oh yeah, and there's also a collapsed tunnel and I never decided what was behind it. <laughs> I don't know what's behind it, but we're about to find out. Uh, do you want to go through as a wasp? <laughs> um, I Yeah, yeah, it sounded like I was going to do that, B. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for challenging me and calling me out. Fine, let's find out what's behind it. Um, can I please have your death wasp, sorry, your nightmare wasp make a perception roll, please? That it's is gonna a be good a, question. Like a psychic death wasp eater. It's going to be like uh, a kind of uh, like this humanoid figure that's like five foot nine and has like an orangey beard and dark hair, uh, wearing like a black t-shirt and a big like middle finger up at like the the the, the nightmare wasp that is I'm coming for it. I'm not sure we have a nightmare wasp <laughs> character sheet. Uh, then just roll your perception. It's fine. We'll make it work. I mean, if it's just a giant wasp, I have that. Oh, yeah, do that. You have giant wasp stats. It's a giant wasp stats, but wasp-sized. I mean, what do you need to know? Uh, perception, please. Giant wasp. wasp. <laughs> giant wasp perception is a flat plus zero. They're not okay. very perceptive. Okay. So I rolled a five then. Uh, your nightmare wasp kind of like wiggles its way through the, the, the debris that is here. And as it kind of like finally manages to get out on the other side, it just sees darkness ahead. It doesn't see anything else. It's not magical darkness. It just, the tunnel goes mm-hmm. on for so far and then finally drops down. It's just darkness. And it doesn't know if it's hot because of all the physical exertion it went through or whether it's just feeling a different warmth on the other side. That's all you're having. Okay, Iris comes back and shrugs. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you, <laughs> I I feel like you're taking this way too personally. <laughs> mm-hmm. As is my prerogative. <laughs> um, yeah, you don't find anything tr- massively useful on the other side, at least not without digging. Okay. Um, all right, I, my gut feeling says we 
destroy the runes here and we rush down tunnel two as to not bring down half the roof on top of us as we go down through the badger hole. I think the badger hole... Okay, let me put it like this. If we were going with flair over finesse, badger hole all the way. (laughs) Okay. How about... Is everyone that's down there... We need to figure out where everyone is so that we don't collapse the roof in the wrong place. But if we could collapse the roof in the right place, if the room is divided, most of everyone should be in cages, right? Unless they're being used. To work the forge or whatever. Yeah, the anvils. Can't you send your wasp through one of the larger cracks in the floor? I... I mean, <laughs> we're assuming that if they see a wasp, they can assume shit's uh, fucky wucky. It can just, or they're going to be like, kill the wasp. <laughs> but at least it can look As through. Normal response. Uh-huh. I don't know. Are, de- are nightmare it? wasps native to the desert? <laughs> Depends whose nightmare, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it can um, just it- stick in the in the in the crack at the top and look down. If you want, yeah, I, I, uh, at, at the end of the badger hole, I can try to put like a little hole in there and just see if we can get a better view. Oh, yeah, the wasp can probably do the whole like walk on walls things, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah if it just scurries out of the hole, it doesn't fly anything, we might be able to get a genuine w- view. Okay. <laughs> is, is V going to allow these shenanigans? Neil is not on board on this, and we are just planning what to do with his wasp. No, Iris is just not confident that the wasp is very capable, so I'm going to give it guidance. <laughs> you have to believe okay. in your wasp. Kith. You have to Hi. encourage Kith, it. you are trying to make a really tiny wasp-sized hole. Yes. Okay. I'm going to need you to roll a d20. Okay. How big are these wasps? This will determine as to whether this is going to get noticed. Yeah, it's poking a hole through the ceiling, like little like yeah, specks of dust. Yeah, it's not very and... likely. Okay. Can I make an argument here? But it here? could happen. Aren't there already yes. holes in the Go ahead. ceiling? Oh, that's what doing? I was talking about. Why don't we just use the what? cracks that are already there? <laughs> there are already holes in the roof. <laughs> well, no, but the problem is, is that the holes that are in the floor here are looking down into, assumably, the forge itself. And what my assumption is that my tunnel would go into the area that's not where the fucking fire is. Yeah. Yeah, like mm. so like, like the big 150-foot-ish area, you've dug a hole which is not over where most of the flames and the heat and the light is coming from. So you wouldn't be directly over the forge itself. Right. Um, but there could still be people and things underneath it. Fair. I would like to argue using sleight of hand because I'm trying to be very careful and precise with this. Uh-huh. That's it. That's yes, go ahead. All right. Go ahead. I'm going to guidance it. myself. <laughs> Copycat. <laughs> Copy badger. What the fuck you mean? What? I'm not a badger right now, for clarification. Copying a cat? <laughs> I could copy a cat, but cats can't dig You're right already copying a copycat. <laughs> You copied Iris. Oh, yeah, I am ca- Fuck, I am the copying big old a cat. cat. Shit. <laughs> no, I'm copying a snake cat. <laughs> Please roll sleight of hand. All right. All right. 
This is going to be versus the perception roll I've just done. Uh, okay. Well, I'm going to roll the Damn. guidance anyways, but just, you know. Um, okay. All right. Now, that, that's pretty on par. Uh, so I got a one for the guidance, but I got a nat 20 on the sleight of hand for a total, total of 22. For a total of 23. 23 with the one, yes. <laughs> for nice. a total of 23, you make a tiny little wasp-sized hole and you get it to a point where like, you just see the rock beginning to crack and you manage to pull it out before it drops below. Um, your wasp is free to move through this hole, um, guided by Ivaris's hand. Um, your magics are a little more difficult to push through. I'm not going to lie, it's a little difficult, but you managed to do it. Um, and this tiny little wasp crawls its way through the hole and sticks itself to the ceiling underneath, not flapping its wings, trying to make as little noise as is possible, as guided by Ivaris to shut the fuck up. As you put your senses through it, you see below you that directly below this kind of badger hole. No, I won't be that much of a dick. Um, Look, below this badger hole, if you were to just pound the ground out and basically fall from this, you'd be standing in front of three fairly large cages. And as you kind of look around, you see the cages are partially... Like, there are some people in them, and there are some people that are clearly meant to be in them. You can see some tieflings, and you can see some goblins that are being forced to work in the forge itself. As you're looking around, you can see the forge is kind of in the middle of this room, and you can see this great gust of flame as it kind of shoots out and up through from the forge. Whatever is powering this is below ground. You can see that there are probably four or five Yonti that are in charge of this place. You can see them shouting and barking orders, but none of them are what you would class as particularly strong. They just have a really good grasp on the people that are within their control. Um, They don't need anything more than you will do this and it is done. Um, You can see that this room has kind of three major exits. Um, That's kind kind of what I got for you. They are making a lot of stuff. Are the exits or the entrances uh, easily fortifiable? I.e., like, how they prepare to like seal this room if it comes to it, or do they just have doors? It looks like something that you would have to barricade. Okay. Um, something that you would have to set up barricades for. Yeah. Um, you can see that there are materials to do that. There are like ingots and wood, and you can see there's a lot of stuff around that you could barricade it with, and it is fairly close to each of the doors. It looks like it's like a breaking case of emergency. You can very quickly barricade yeah, this yeah. place, but you would have to do that. They're not in place right now because it's not needed. Yeah. Um, Ivaris, you would also pick up that one of these exits from the room kind of does line up with the passageway that you saw um, that had the door on it. Hmm. One of the passageways leads kind of where you think to maybe the front of the cliff system that you came through. The other one, no idea. Okay, well, that door is the door that I saw. Are you relaying the information about the what the room yes. looks like? Do you? Yeah. I'm not going to waste all of our time with asking <laughs> it out back to you. But yeah, he relays everything Information relayed. Did you, in the cages, did you see two young uh, tabaxi children, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We need to get in that room. Those okay. could be my so, kids. I have an idea then. So, what if 
All of you guys go to the door, all right? And then I'll get rid of the rune, or I'm going to try to my best anyways. And then you guys go in, make a big distraction, start doing the killing and all that stuff. I'll come through the badger hole, and I'll I'll get the cages open. Okay. Should we try to do the rune before we jump in? Should yeah, we try yeah, yeah. to Okay. Well, let's just do that now. Okay. Well, are we all rested? Yeah. I'm yeah. good. Okay, we're all rested. As best as I can. <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit the rest button. Okay, this is an easy place to cut. I'm giggling because of the <laughs> phrase badger hole. I'll come badger through the badger hole. Badger, 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 something about the phrase. Oh no, it's a snake! It's a a snake. snake. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is too perfect for this situation. I hate it. <laughs> Alright, Neil. Badger Badger remix us the fight it's tunes for this area. <laughs> it's the name of the episode now. It has to be Badger. Badger hole. It's gonna be Badger Hole. Uh, yeah. Clearly. Mushroom, mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> This is better, 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 better. Oh, Christ. No, okay, stop. All right. Um, um, Dendas the snake. Give me, All right, give me so, one second. Because you're not going to like this part. So, oh. Oh. so we are, we're resting, right? Yeah, everybody take uh, a short rest. Oh, yes, you can rest. take a short rest. Um, if you need to regain any hit points, uh, Tari, you just roll them. I guess I will. Fine. I mean, important. I'm only 10, yeah, 10 points off, but I guess better to be sure. So we have Badger Hole ready to deploy uh-huh. uh, once the dispel thing has potentially gone ahead. Mm-hmm. The rest of you are waiting by the door mm-hmm. so that you can burst through that way. Yeah. Uh, that door connects to like a weird back hallway. So the assumption is that it is not yep. uh, rigged. Do you mean one of the defended. holes that the wasp was checking out, right? Uh no, so one so of the- there's a passageway that leads downwards, um, and that would lead you into the forge area itself, mm-hmm. and that's the one that had the door on it. So that is where they're proposing that anyone who isn't Kith goes, ready to do distraction and beat the shit out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Kith is going to stay behind to potentially dispel the rune if possible, mm-hmm. and regardless of the outcome, jump through the badger hole to get the uh, everyone out of the cages. Okay. So who's at the door? We're you behind the badger. You, uh, that. you, me, and Ivers. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, Lethera. Uh, I thought we were Lethera. waiting at the badger hole. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put. <laughs> okay. I'm just going to put this forward. Lethera might not want to go to the door because Lethera wants to save her kids. Like I'm what? just no, going to put that Lethera. out. <laughs> not Lethera. Tari. <laughs> Tari. Sorry. Fuck. Lethera yeah. is your, your muscle buddy. Yeah. The one who has your organ um, carved. Yeah, uh, I was actually about to bring that up. Um, <laughs> as y'all are kind of getting ready and holes are being dug and everyone's just like chilling out, maxing, um, Lethera basically nudges Gref and flips the sword around and offers Orkin Carved back. Uh, I think you dropped this. Mm. Yes. I think this might be a little bit more useful to you. I- I'm not feeling the magic in this. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess... Um... The magic may be a little bit sentimental. Uh, and Graf takes it. I think Graf has a spare longsword in case she doesn't have one. I hope so, because I don't... I've only got Ivers' sword. Hey, you, um, you want the big fuck-off If I could have a big mm. two-handed sword. I, I have Durid's hey? sword. You want that? 
He doesn't have Ibis sword. Or she, whoever. Lethera. Lethera doesn't have it anymore. We were arguing when we did describe whether or not Lethera would have Orca Carved, whether yeah. it have Ibris the Sword. No, Ibris the Sword was <laughs> taken by the the Tabaxi that was staying to yeah. kill the other person. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Person. But um, Graf should have yeah. a spare longsword from back when he just had Orca Carved yeah. and a standard sword. So uh, yeah. Graf would pass that over. <laughs> I am, although I am quite interested in what uh, the big fuck off guys sword does or what it is that's why I took it <sighs> yeah you're gonna make me dig out Jurid's fucking stat sheet yes I was gonna ask at some what point I, I just don't have it? identify what if I burnt it yo um yeah so you've only like once you release them Kith you've probably got about 60 feet to get them to wherever that exit door is if that's the way you decide to evacuate folks if not there is the mysterious third path um all right, so we have four people waiting by the door, and we have Kith ready to um, dispel. All right, Kith, let's let's kick it off. All right, uh, I'm because I realized uh, something that's very handy. Mm-hmm. Um, in that I can use guidance on my dispel magics. Uh, yeah, I think so. It's the same as you can use bardic inspiration and that kind of shit on it. Because it's an, it's considered an ability check, yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Also, uh, Jack of all trades, you can use it on it too. Bard's mm, great. I, d- anyway, I don't have that. <laughs> you don't have Rowena's book. Not in this. Not in this orientation. No, uh, I honestly right. forget I have that book sometimes. It's super useful. A little bit. <laughs> There's a bunch of spells in there too. Anyway, go on. Um, all right, Kith. Let's do a dispel magic. All right. You got. You uh, don't know how many shots you've got of this. No. So Kith is gonna guidance themselves and then gonna dispel magic. Let's pray to whatever fucking gods you believe in. Uh and then Oh no, the gods can't hear you. Oh no. First roll is a fifteen. As you summon up the magics, as you place your hands on the rune to dispel it, you feel a strange reverberation. Your the energy that you're trying to dispel is so much more powerful than what you've managed to put out. Fuck. Uh, this is going to be difficult. Okay. Um, <clears throat> one more time. Kith like rubs her hands viciously, to- firstly together, and like there's like a little bit of static on the fur, and it's like, oh, oh, um, uh, okay, not <laughs> not like that, not like that. Put puts the fur down. <laughs> oh, uncomfortable, uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> and one more time. Please. It doesn't even fucking matter what I roll. That was a 10. Nope. Um, and then no. if the guidance doesn't matter on that one. Yeah, the guidance wouldn't matter. As you kind of, again, put your hands down to try and do it's just, there's something draining in it. And this is just, maybe it's just the scale is too big. Maybe whoever put this magic down is just far more powerful than you. You cannot budge this magic at all. I got, I do you not have chances. an inspiration sitting around? No. Ah. Make a I random line through the seven inch. Oh, oh. Cross uh, it out. Uh, I have an idea. <laughs> uh, Kith, Kith is going to go go run look, quietly, uh, go get Ivers uh-huh. and be like, Ivers, Ivers, hey. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I have an idea because uh, I tried and it's not it's not working. Okay. Uh, right. Yeah. I, I, have two, I have two more tries. I want, you, I want your help. Yeah. Well, well, you you and Dendar. He guidance is you. <laughs> No, not that help. No. Oh, uh, no. I don't think Dindar can see here. I think I, you said. Just I kind of you, feel. Come kind fucking of help me. Just let's go. <laughs> Feels safe to be honest like that. But 
Just fucking get up here. Okay, yeah. All right. Basically, Kith is going to try to get Ivaris to just channel raw magic into this dispel and one might say aid in this attempt. Trying to fuse magic you to want- amplify it. Dendar wants this gone too, I bet. To what end? What are you what okay, mechanically what are you trying to get out of this? The help action. Oh, you want advantage? Yes. I'm trying to flavor it in a way that makes sense by pulling in another spellcaster. Hmm. That is pretty sneaky. It is sneaky, but it it Do you want me and Ivers to do the fusion dance? Yeah, fusion dance makes me happy. Um, <laughs> what if I try to make a religion roll to like wrestle with the thing keeping away the religion roll? What if I just like, yes. try to yes, pull okay, it back yes. That way? <laughs> uh, if you manage to pull off the religion check, then you can have advantage on the dispel. Okay, religion checks are twenty-two. <laughs> you look at the the bullshit like celestial deity stuff in here, and you're like. No. <laughs> Just noping, all of that. Um, yes, you may now roll with advantage. All right. Fre- power of friendship and guidance. Come on, friendship and guidance. Oh, wait, just to be sure. That's a 23. So that's a level 13 spell you can dispel. Um. <laughs> I dispel the world. <laughs> uh, no, that's... That's so much higher than you have. Um, <laughs> spell the world, make it a better you, Yeah, you're out of you're out of those. Um, as Ivaris kind of like just holds that kind of secondary part of this spell at bay long enough for you to dismantle the first part, and like a pack of cards and a house of cards been built up, you pull the bottom one out and the whole thing dispels. You see, there is a great flash of purple and whitish light as this entire rune lights up just once momentarily and then fizzles out. There is not a single sound. <sighs> Run, go, quick. Hello again, Dindar. Okay. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, is Griff about to breach, like... Yeah, if there's, like, a giant fuck-off light that, like, ha- flashes throughout the tunnels, Griff's like, well, yeah, they would saw see that, it. so I'm gonna fucking kick down the door and start <laughs> killing motherfuckers to draw attention away from my flashy light friends. Kith is running to the badger <laughs> hole and mentally is going, I did it! I did it! <laughs> we I believed did- in you, always. Ah, I'm so excited you did it! Um, <laughs> it was gonna be so happy! Time to kick uh, ass! Okay! Wee! Graf. Yes. As you kind of, as you see this flash of purple and whitish light going off, um, Lethera looks at you and you both have that identical thought of breaching this door. Um, mm-hmm. You may attack the door with advantage if your plan is just to kick it open. All right. Uh, sure. Let's just attack it with advantage. <laughs> attack it, the door. Uh, uh, just a strength check. I attack the door. Or uh, a- athletics, I guess. Yeah, I'd argue an athletics check. She has exactly the same stats, so she's helping. 23. Fuck your door. See what the lock on this door is. Yeah, close enough. Uh, (laughs) As you go to kick it, like you see it begins to like rebound back a little bit and then you see Lethera like kicking the last of it. Um, Between the two of you managed to get this thing down. Um, The door shatters into pieces. You see that there are kind of like bits of lock and bolts that have been slid across that have just bent and buckled under your combined power. Um... 
All right, folks. Uh, are you as Badger Kith or as even Kith Kith? Are you just waiting until you hear chaos? I'm waiting until I hear chaos, and then I'm gonna like fucking drop kick where I put the little hole in the stone. Mm-hmm. And then All right, go in right that in. Case I need everyone to make everyone to roll initiative. Kith, I want you to roll initiative, but you're not gonna be on the first round. Okay. Quick, quick question. Unless you're like prepping something. Yes, Greth. Is Ivers not with Kith right now? I told Ivers to run. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. I'm close behind like, y'all. Okay. Yeah, it, it wouldn't take very long to catch up and like all right, all right, I'm happy just, to hand wave the distance on that. I don't yeah, give a shit. No problem. Here all we right. go. I'm- Initiative time, please. Oh damn, six. <laughs> oh I'm standing okay. behind all of you. I'm like, I'm waiting until you kick that door in. <laughs> Okay, Tauri has a six. Um, (laughs) Gref. Gref has has how much? 18. Which I have helpfully drawn. Thank you. Kith, what did you get? Uh, 12. Uh, Ivaris? 14. Um, Ivaris, what is your dexterity? Um, 18 plus four. Okay, you go ahead of Lathera. <laughs> All right, uh, you've managed to dispel the things, so that means a couple of my other dudes come into play. All right, top of the round. Uh, Gref, you and Lathera have kicked the shit out of this door. Um, ahead of you, there is a passageway that arcs round to the right, and it's only a couple of steps until basically you can see the entirety of the forge ahead of you. You can see there is a pathway that leads off to the right. There is a pathway almost directly opposite you. In the very centre, there is a forge, and every time in beating, I'm saying, coincidentally, as you arrive, you see this jet of flame just shoot up into the um, so up out of the forge, and that's basically in the middle. You can see that there are basically four UNT broodguard-looking motherfuckers that are wandering round and commanding and issuing orders you can see that there are plenty of people here who have manacles on some of them look like they have would gref ever have would gref have ever visited a prison in discora no i think i think gref very much wrote like a a fine line between uh, law uh, legal and unlawful and Mm -hmm. i've always imagined gref was very lucky back on discora that like things did never really turn bad for him. That's why like almost as soon as he enters Kino, okay. everything went to shit for him. It's like, yeah, your luck ran out, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In that case, you notice that as you kind of like crumb crashing around, um, all of you would see that some of the prisoners have kind of what looks like a very fine, magical looking bracelets or anklets on them. Some of them have manacles on so they can't move very far. Um, Tauri, as you come crashing around the side with everybody else, you can see that your two your two kits, your two cubs are in one of the cages with a very pissed off looking yellow um a very pissed off looking yellow tiefling just standing in front of them and like kind of like they realize shit has gone south and they don't know what the fuck they're doing but they are standing between like the carbs and anything else um you also note a very old looking tabaxi guy who is laid and curled up um in basically the floor of one of these cages um this is the chaos that you see what do you want to do Graf? is sprinting right at the first UNT if he can get to him Mm -hmm. it's just a matter of slaying them um, the thought process here is from what Gref has been taught from um, Ivers about the UNT is they are very mm-hmm. self-centered, self-serving, 
and if they think a fight is not going to go their way, they're going to run. And the intention is right. to try to kill somebody in just like <laughs> as quickly, and the other thing to just go like, okay, no. <laughs> you basically want to overwhelming intimidate force these motherfuckers. Yes. Right, okay, perfect. Um, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say yes, you can get to the first one like very quickly. Like, right. as this kind of like flash of light goes around, you see them all looking up, looking annoyed. You see they've all readied weapons. They're all kind of ready, but they don't know where the attack is coming from. They assume the ceiling and then plan, 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 plan. There's lots of people come rushing around. They turn and they face you. You can absolutely get to one in this round. All right. Uh, Graf's going to just uh, start throwing hits at this motherfucker. Um, so he's just going to bring his big... Uh, magical sword down on him for a 23 to mm-hmm. hit that one hits and that's a whopping 21 damage Ooh. kill him um uh, nope not death sorry no death in one again 25 jesus yes nine damage <laughs> somewhat poorer than the last attack <laughs> yeah my last attack was uh, a really high roll uh, yeah, it was pretty good. Uh, as you kind of like slash left and slash right with this kind of like two-handed magic sword, um, you see that you managed to carve quite deeply into his chest um, and you can see one of its arms like kind of beginning to hang loosely by its side. Not the fighting arm. The fighting arm is still good to go. Right. Um, anything else Gref would like to do? For his bonus action, he's going to shove the orcan carved almost straight through the middle of its chest. That's a bold claim. Ah, 12 to, 12 to hit. Yeah, no shots. Yeah. <laughs> You're not quite used to orc and card being back in your hand again. Yeah. It feels it feels much like, you know, Lethera has played with it too much. Uh, something not right about ah, it. She um, fucked it up. Yep. The weight's all off. <laughs> she started, like, picking at the bindings. You're like, why? Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, you make two very solid hits on this thing. Um, yeah. Okay, and you are basically face to face with it. Just behind it is basically the forge, and you can see that some of the prisoners have looked at what's going on, and they are just fleeing to the edges. They're just getting out of the way of whatever chaos is happening here. Um, okay, um, I want to them... say one more thing. Graf yes. knows about domination. Graf knows he's susceptible to it, so <laughs> his intention is literally just to be like warrior screaming his fucking head off, trying to drown out any noise that could enter his head. Okay, I'll bear that in mind. Thank you. It's going berserk. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> um, well, okay. Um, hmm. V, what I'm going to do yes. is I'm going to, as if this were a nightmare, I'm going to reach in to that forge and pull out a flaming sphere spell. I cast flaming okay. sphere. <laughs> Okay, all right, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, all right, this is something new. A five-foot diameter sphere appears in an unoccupied space. Yeah, I'll allow the forge. Um, lasts for your duration. Any creature that ends its turn within five feet of the sphere must make a dex save. The creature takes 2d6 fire damage or half as much on a save. As a bonus action, you can move the sphere. Yada, yada, I'm gonna yada. I'm going to up and just put it <laughs> behind the On person that Graf is fighting. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll make him make a disadvantage roll uh, because you have Gref menacing in that area and like he had just got cut across the chest. It's a bit surprising. And then, oh, boom, my butt is on fire. Like, yeah, that's going to... Bowling for Yanti. Fourth level. Yeah. So it's 
how many damage? 46? That's the, uh, that's the correct damage there. Oh, yeah, okay. that's the correct damage. Uh, Alright, um, okay, what is your save DC? 16. It fails. Woo! Um, it also takes an additional plus five for the charisma damage for Radiant Soul. Right, yeah. Okay, so 18 damage in total. Uh, the one that Griff has assailed and you've now set its butt on fire looks very unhappy with its life. Um, it looks like it's not having the best day, or at least not the best six seconds of its life anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I would rate um, these in the bottom 10% of the six seconds in my life. Yes, this is the worst six seconds of my life. Um, okay. Uh, yes, absolutely. You've managed to create a f- uh, flaming sphere. And that's all I can do on this turn. However, I can keep following people around and being a nuisance with that uh, <laughs> yes, as a bonus action, which yeah. will yes. theoretically only limit my healing. But yes, here we are. Okay. All right. Brilliant. Perfect. Okay. Um, that was Iris's go. It's Lethera. Um, Lethera is going to run forward, and she's also going to attack the uh, the Yonti that looks like it's about to <laughs> have not such a good day with its life. Um, she natural twenties. Okay. Oh. Wow. Hi. Okay. Cool. Breath. Describe how she kills this creature. So, I always like the idea of the chop. So I am assuming that she comes into like two handing her axe and she goes yes. for the weak arm. And the UNT used to having its weak arm actually able to move is trying to use it to block or change their direction, but it never moves. So it just makes this kind of gesture of a defense as the sword just cleaves through the dead arm and into its torso, sending it down dead. Rip. Okay. Fantastic rip. Yes, very much. Literally. Um, you have one dead you want to. Nice! Thank you. Damn. You're welcome. Uh, she looks at the next one and she does that, like, she takes one hand off of the sword and does the thing where she points her eyes and points at the nearest one. She's not quite, like, she knows what they do, but she's just also, likely also just had enough of this shit. Um, all right. She's not able to menace it, but um, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, it is now Kithsko. No, you are holding on, but you have heard and are hearing, and I will allow, you are hearing Gref's cries and yells, berserker rage. You hear lots of things going off. You feel the whoosh more of fire out of time from what it normally is. And yeah, yeah, you, you definitely could jump through here. There is enough chaos to, to be distracting. Okay. Um, in that case, Kith is going to cast Guidance on himself. Um, mm-hmm. And then is going to fucking yeet themselves down the badger hole. <laughs> okay, perfect. What does this what does this look like from, for example, someone who is inside the cage? Like the the yellow tiefling who is standing in front of the two cubs, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on, but this ain't right. What does this look like from her perspective? Uh Kith <laughs> Kith like drops down with like a single heel aimed at the little hole in the stone. And just blasts through <laughs> it and comes falling down next to the cage and because cat sort of does like that somehow lands on their feet and is like, hey, here to save you guys. How's it going? Uh, hi. Cage. Yep. <laughs> Indicates cage. I'll be, I'll be right on that. Just give me six seconds. <laughs> okay. 
Uh, she backs up and just like puts her hands in front of like the, the cub so that they don't necessarily see what's going on. <laughs> um, all right, Kith has landed. What would Kith like to do? I'm going to say that's probably your action to have broken through there, so you still have a bonus. Uh, I can't really do much as a bonus, so next turn I will start picking the lock. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'll accept that. Okay. Um, all right. Next on the list then is the UNT, and there are only three of them left. Um, dominate, dominate, dominate. Yeah, I'm considering it. Fuck it. Yes. Let's go for a round of dominate. No, they're supposed to run away. We killed their buddy. <laughs> now they're annoyed. I pulled the whole forge out. <laughs> did not pull the forge out of the fire out of the forge <laughs> that, did, that did not happen dude uh all right this uh, is my room now no no you're fired ah uh, <laughs> griff yes i require you to make a wisdom saving throw oh, no. I would like to make an argument that I can put advantage on it since I am warrior screaming. You are raging without raging. Sure, in this one instance, I will allow you. I mean, he was mentally After prepared. That, he will not have advantage. <laughs> he was mentally prepared to get. Uh... Yes. Ah, it's a thirteen with an advantage. You fail, good buddy. Too bad we um, don't have a paladin or anything. That would have been real helpful uh, there. Oh, no. That would have been real helpful. <laughs> uh, if anyone would give him guidance or anything. No, um, guidance wouldn't work on that. That would be resistance. Good. All right. Good to know. Um, okay. Uh, the one that is closest to you now that you have a dead one in front of you. Um, let's say he's off to your right. Um, he looks at you and he says, I get like a whole sentence right. Kiss my ass. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not in front of the children. Ah. Make some pancakes. <laughs> Go make pancakes. <laughs> um, they look at you and he says, Seems reasonable that you'll throw your sword into the flames. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, that's totally reasonable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> I believe you have two swords, right? Yes. It's perfectly reasonable that you would throw your sword into the, the flames right now. Yeah, that's something I can do on my turn. There's very little... You can pause for effect as long as you want. It's not my turn. <laughs> okay, great. Perfect. On your go, I'll remember. Gref sword. One sword. Okay. All right, uh, so that is its action. Um, it is going to close the distance between itself and Lethera. Um, it's going to get ready to try and take her down on its next go. Uh, the second one that is still living, that is also fairly close to you, is going to cast suggestion. Sorry, cast dominate on. Sees hmm, Ivoris and knows that's a bad idea. Uh, you're not looking like a badger, so you also kind of look like a UNT motherfucker. <gasps> Lathera. Lathera also got a 13. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, 
Um, hmm. Uh, the Yuanti looks at her as it closes the distance to her as well. Um, and the Yuanti says, That one is a human. Attack it. And points at Griff. So the Thera on her go will attack Griff. Yeah, fuck you. Nobody likes them either. <laughs> yeah, they're lame. Oh. Boring. And the third one is going Poor to try Katie. and make a run to the exit. It basically makes it as far as the door. Uh, sorry, as like the, the tunnel entrance that would lead back towards like the, the, the trench that you guys were in formerly. Um, that's where it's making a run to. It seems to have made a decision that it is fucking off. Um, Tauri's standing in the door with okay. her spoon. <laughs> <laughs> she will get over to that area with a goddamn spoon. Uh, I love it. Uh, actually, I think you can. Um, hmm? It is, in fact, Tauri's go. Yeah. I believe you can. I believe that you can teleport between shadows, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if I have that yet. You do, because we talked about it last recording session. Because you're a shadow monk, you can just go poof. Yeah, but how much At shadow are there in a forge? A lot. <laughs> well, um, in the... Yeah, there would be a lot. Um, in the... Um, in the kind of corridor area, sorry, in the tunnel that leads back towards like where the trench is, there would be plenty of shadows in there, and you could back up into like the kind of corridor that you just came through mm-hmm. and teleport between those two areas. That is something you could absolutely do. Okay, sure, let's do that. I mean, the distance is a little bit further than I think you can do, but fuck it. Like, this is just too funny that you just appear out of the shadows in front of his face. So, the idea is that a Mortal is Kombat that- character that does that? <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So the idea is I, I see them running at me. I take a step back into the hall, wait until they come, and then appear behind them with my spoon and beat the shit out of them from behind. So there's, um, so you guys, for example, are coming on like the south side of like the circle, and it is trying to run away to the north side of the circle. Mm-hmm. You, because of being the monk that you are, can teleport from one side to the other by using the shadows. So as it is trying to flee north, you can teleport from the shadows where you are in the oh, south okay. to just ahead of it. So it runs into you. So there, that is something you can do. Okay, yeah, let's do that. I think it might be a bonus, but I just need to check. It is a bonus and it is technically 60 feet, but this is your kits. So yes, in this occasion, I'll allow you to do more than the 60 feet you're allowed. Sorry, limit breaks. Like, or top... Yeah, tar- tarry limit breaks. Uh, there are children at stake. Mother rage! And you have to get them, so you get twice the distance. <laughs> You're twice the motivation. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in this one instance, I will allow you to teleport further than you you should be able to, just because it's just it's right for this moment. Um, yeah, you make it to the other side um, as your bonus action, and you can see this UNT running towards you now. What do you want to do? Um, I imagine she, she steps out of the shadow somewhere, like behind a column or whatever. So, uh, like, she looks around the yeah, corner yeah, sure, and waits yeah. for him, and then she attacks him from the side once he passes by. Perfect, go for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You can just beat the snot out of him now. Come on, wooden spoon, do your thing. Oh, 23 to hit. Fuck yes, yes, you absolutely blat that one. Um, and that's 11 bludgeoning damage. Where do you hit him with your wooden spoon? Uh, behind the neck area. As he passes, Lovely. he by, like, from the side. <laughs> Spr- yeah, somewhere ah! here, you know? Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on the back of the neck. Uh, as a monk, I believe yeah. you can hit twice on your go. Pretty sure. 
Once I hit him in the neck, I hit, I <laughs> take the spoon, swing it around from the other side, in the face. <laughs> Ouch! Oh fuck! Twenty-seven to hit. Uh, how much damage? Nine. Perfect. Uh, yeah, you basically get him in the back of the neck, and as he reels backwards a little bit, you smack him in the nose with your wooden spoon. Mm. Um, and I think I can beautiful. Can I not do a throat one with a key point or something? Uh, oh, wait, I you already used took your my, bonus yeah, okay, action yeah. to teleport. I just realized. Yeah. That. Okay. So you basically only actually have a move left, <laughs> but because you you moved further than you should, I'm taking that out yeah. of there. So that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, you have effectively managed to stop him running any further. Um, you are very much in the way. <laughs> okay. Um, at the bottom of the round, it is the female tiefling. And... Hmm, the one that's with my kids? She will. Yeah, the one that's protecting your Dunk. kids, yeah. Um, I just need to check something. Your gods are with you. Artist. Yep, pretty much. Okay, I just need to check something. Uh, give me a second. What if God was one of us? <laughs> okay, what you see is um, as she realizes that she has a connection with her deity once again, you can see that her eyes begin to glow and she doesn't have a symbol. She doesn't have anything to focus her magic through. So she puts her hands together and she looks down at the ground and you see her drawing a symbol in the dirt on the floor. And you see very quickly she has managed to draw what looks like a, like a fist with an eye in it. And she looks up and she throws her hands forward and you can see like this magical barrier forming itself around Gref. And Gref, you receive Shield of Faith, okay. which is a plus two to your AC. Thank you. Shave. You're welcome. <gasps> Oh my god! Huh? Oh my god! What? You will get plus force to your save. What? Why? She's a paladin. Oh fuck! She's she a paladin. All right. Are we within the range she of this paladin. person? Oh uh, yes. I'm gonna say that all of y'all will be if you're fighting near like that area. All right. No, don't be near also, me. She's been repressed for a while, so don't be near me. That's bad. She's right in front of you. No, I'm saying them. <laughs> Well, uh, wait, were, I think she's 30 feet, right? There were you and T to kill over there, so... Yeah. Do okay, in that case, it would just be... Um, Hi. Kith. Yeah. Uh, Kith is the only one who get the plus four to the auras, but you might need yeah. it. Wait. Um, wait, what? Okay. Ooh. Plus four to your saves, because you're the only one in range. Uh, the rest of us are closing some of these goddamn capture sheets down. Yeah, not yet. Uh, not, until she, not until her cage is broken out of. Um, Working on it. All right, that was her bonus action. Um, she doesn't really have much for an action right now. You can just see that she, what she's trying to do is just... No, I'm going to say her action was to draw the symbol, like a way to focus her magics. Um, all right, top of the round, Gref. All right. Um, Gref is going to take one look at Orkin Carved and just calmly chuck it in the big ball of fire right in front of him. Don't you have two swords? I think you said only. You isn't it one, didn't you? Yeah, you're right. Sword. <laughs> I do believe I yeah, missed that mess there. Sword. Yeah, she he said sword. Da, da. Yeah. So whoever gave me that command uh, mm-hmm. is now going to regret not saying swords. 
because I'm charging <laughs> at them with one sword held high. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, like, run towards whoever uh, commanded me earlier, and I'm just gonna uh, two-hand them. Okay. Go for it. Uh, I don't have uh, a special thing set up for it, but I get a plus one to hit and plus two to attack when I... Uh, plus one to attack yeah. and plus two to damage when I to do wield my... Yeah, yeah, that I believe comes from your Kalimor knowledge. Yeah, so that's a 17 to hit. Just about hits. All right, and that's 11 slashing damage as I bring my sword down on them. Uh, yep. And then I have multi-attack, so I'm going to hit him again. 25 to hit. Yes. And 11 damage. Yes. Those were not impressive rolls. No, uh, ah. but you yeeted orc and carved into the blades, into the flames? Yeah, I just like, uh, no, not the flames, just the giant spear of fire that uh, I, <laughs> I know that Ivers made. That is true. That is true. Yeah, I'm not I will sure. bullshittery. You hear orc and carved like bounce on the floor. Yeah, no, like, <laughs> like if, if, if I know some of these things are like magical forges and shit like that, and then I have um, Ivers's fireball like yeah I'm gonna go for <laughs> fireball okay fair fair all right fair enough uh okay um yeah you you yeet your uh your your um orcan carve to the ground through the flames which nothing happens to it um and you go ham on the one that gave you the order um mm-hmm. perfect okay uh is that you done yeah i don't have anything to do with my bone section and i'm not action searching yet Okay, that's... Uh, didn't you use action surgeon in the last fight? Uh, yeah, but you gave us a short rest. I'm a fighter. Oh, we you get, get that back? Oh, we nice. We get almost everything back on a short rest, except um, Indomitable. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, Ivaris, it is now your go. Ivaris is going to, as a bonus action, move his spear 30 feet mm-hmm. over to another Yanti. I guess... Is there only just the one that Gref is fighting and then the other one that's run away? Um, so there are... There is one completely untouched UNT. Okay. And they're kind of like, let's say on the other side of the forge and they're making their way towards Lothera. Um, there is the one that Gref is aggressively fighting that you can see and one is basically out of your range because you can see that Tauri is beating the snot out of it with a wooden spoon. Oh, yes, yes, that's that one. Okay, I'm yes. gonna go for the one that's uh, on their way towards Lothera. Yep. Uh, moving the flaming spear over there. Third is okay. Long as it's I believe 30 it has feet. to make a deck save, right? Um, it does get to make a save. Uh, it fails. Then it takes ten fire damage. These are low fire damage rolls. Oh, uh, I like fi- it. Uh, plus five, so fifteen. Ah. Oh. I like that less. Carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, less happy by that one. Can I catch up to that one, actually? Yeah, absolutely. You still have your move and your action. It's only a bonus to move your spear. Yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna get up on there and just be a nuisance. Um, but I'm gonna also cast my action is. I'm sorry, I'm trying to figure out which one of these things was the better of the option. I think it's Firebolt is the better one. Uh, it's a 15 to hit, so... Uh. That hits. Ooh. Roll an extra d10. You didn't scale it up. 
Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Yeah, cantrips are kind of bad. You have to manually put in that has extra dice and whatnot. Oh, so that's 15, and it doesn't take the additional damage because uh, it can only happen once per turn for the radiant soul thing. Okay. So. All right. Um, it looks really fucked up. Uh, there are lots of flames on it. There is a lot of sword marks on it. It looks very unhappy with its life choices. Um, okay. Great. Um uh, is there anything else you want to do, Ivaris? Um, nope. I think that's it, right? Nope, as long yeah. as I'm up there and... Okay. Uh, Lethera is going to run over to Gref, lift her sword high in the air, and attempt to attack him. I'm... All the time saying, No, I'm so sorry! I'm glad, I'm glad I took away your orchid card! Shate, I don't want to hit you! Uh, she gets a nine and completely whiffs. Um, Traitorous bitch! (laughs) (laughs) She lifts the sword high at you, calling her a traitor, and brings it down hard on the back of your head. Uh, You feel this sword just kind of like cleave into the back of your head a little bit um, as she performs 10 damage on you. Yeah, there's no way I can get away from that one. Uh, No. I could tell that one was not commanded. That was because I. (laughs) You were bloody rude! That language is unnecessary. Uh, as a as a as an action, sorry, as a move, she is going to try and catch up with the one that looks completely undamaged. Uh, she kind of thinks that you maybe have the one that looks like he's burnt to death and cut up to pieces. Um, as she runs past, she kind of does that thing where, like, she lets go of the sword of one hand, like, lifts her shoulders as she's running, like, struggling, like, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, and heads out towards the other one. So she is in its face. Um, in your face! One that looks complete. And damage, yeah. So sorry, Gref. Uh, so sorry. This is what the UNT uh, do. Hello. Yep, this is what they do. Kith, it is now your go. All right. Kith is going to take out their thieves' tools and with expert precision uh, start going at that lock. Uh, sleight of hand, please. Or thief soul check, whichever. I was about to say because one of those I have expertise, the other one I don't. Yeah, yeah, it's basically either ways, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna roll that guidance that I did earlier. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. seventeen. You put the tools in the lock, and it's just you just can't get the tumblers to move. Yeah, fuck. They, they just seem to be like beyond your skill set right now. Like, or you just have to give it another go. That's an action. That was your action. Fuck. Okay. Kith is just going to have to keep trying and just... Sorry, this is really hard to do while in the middle of all this. Could check the... That's okay. ...dead UNT for keys or something. (laughs) That's a good point. That one there had keys. And um, the tiefling points at the dead URT. <laughs> Thank you, Kessie. Oh, that's genius. Okay, I didn't, that's a good idea. Uh, Kith will go running over to the body. Yep. Um, it's fairly obvious there's, let's say, a convenient key ring with a half a dozen keys on it. Um, it's fairly obvious which ones belong to the cells. Um, it's just get, picking the right ones. So it's going to be a one in three um, when you go back with it. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay, you have keys. You have used your move. You have moved your action. Anything we'll do with your bonus? Uh, yeah, Gruff kind of got his ass hit a little bit. So, bonus action healing word. What's the word? 
Do the decahedron. Um, Bird? No. <laughs> That's too obvious. I'm not doing obvious. Earthcarkers aren't real. Run <laughs> over this. Wolf no, it's all one word. It's just get good. <laughs> get good. Get good. Get good. Uh, yeah. There you go. Get good is the name of a mushroom. Uh, that'll be perfect. We can use it all the time. Jeff, you get seven <laughs> HPs. Thank you. You're welcome. That was a high roll, wasn't okay. it? Okay. That was. All right. If that's the end of Keth's go, it is now the surviving U1T, of which there are three. Um, let's deal with the one that is trying to flee and has bumped into Tauri first. That one has a major headache. Mm-hmm. You booped at Snoot. <laughs> okay, the one whose uh, snoot you boots, um, you can see it lift its claws and it's going to slash at your face as it turns around to deal damage. Um, at the start of its go, it kind of roars, uh, or croak, right? At the start of its go, it just hisses really angrily at you, so like the fur stands up on the back of your neck. I growl um, back. As it goes, reckless! <gasps> reckless! No! No! I don't know what that means, but No! <laughs> Uh, basically means it gets advantage on all of its melee attacks. Uh-huh. <gasps> <Rah>! Sorry. <laughs> um, I don't know how to make that sound menacing. <laughs> I growled back. Yeah, we'll get it um, <laughs> yes, it was like that, but, but a, a snake version. Um, okay, 15 versus your armor. It did not do that. Uh, 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 no. Okay. It basically tries to slash at the other side for exactly the same roll. Uh, okay. Um. <sighs> Tien, you gave me dodgy dice, and by that I mean it benefits the story. Um, being that neither its claws seem to be doing the effing trick, um, it kind of snaps at your wrist with its mouth. It just snaps, like, nearby. It doesn't do anything effective. It got a one and a four. Oh my god. This UNT is the worst. Maybe that's why it's running away. It knows it has not a chance in combat. It knows it should not be here. It also just got a concussion. <sighs> yeah, it also just got smat in the face. Uh, All the senses are gone. Um, the nose senses. Yep. Okay, uh, the one that has been beaten up the most and has an Ivoris and a Griff upon it, uh, the one with the lots of damage upon it, will look at... Sorry, Gref. Uh, we'll look at Gref as it attempts to give it another command. No! Stop it! <laughs> Alright, I don't get advantage of my wisdom save, but will I roll more than seven this time? Yes, I will! 24. <laughs> it looks at you and it says, Throw your other sword into the fire. What a waste of turn. no compulsion to throw your sword in the fire whatsoever. <laughs> It's not even specifying the, like, the fires anymore. Like, like come on, bro. No. You're a UNT. This is like your gimmick. You should know how to do this. Come on. Come. Yep. Uh, the one that is mostly unharmed that has Lathera running towards it um, will look at Lathera and say, I think someone like you should be going home, shouldn't you? And she is going to have to roll a wisdom city. I think these UNT are very obsessed with with homes. Don't they have a home to go back to? Is that why they want to make everyone go back to their homes? 
it makes most people go really far oh. away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just didn't realise with Gref how far away that was going to be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she got a 14. Hmm. Uh, she just see her turning her body and begin to like she's clearly about to make her way out of this place alright then it is now after there goes um, that makes it uh, Tyrese it go. is my turn <gasps> yay yeah so Get as <laughs> as the guy tries to tries to uh, take a snap at my wrist I uh Mm-hmm. I dodge out of the way and uh, bring my spoon into the position to try and get that spoon uh, hit it like in the mouth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Here comes the train. Into the open mall. <laughs> For 28. <laughs> 28 to hit. That's a natural 20, Cassie. Oh. Okay. 11. Oh, boy. Plus two. I don't know. Uh. Where's the plus two coming from? Is that crit? Something? Uh, so the plus two comes from yeah it comes from having to roll a second die okay. so it automatically works out the extra damage for you um, so you do 13 bludgeoning damage as you crit it in the mouth um, <laughs> fair fair uh, fair um, that's okay. what you get for taking my kids <laughs> um, it seems super unhappy at life uh, you have a second attack is my spoon stuck in the mouth now or <laughs> No, 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 no. Like, you, you just boot it in the mouth and it's just like, you can see it beginning to bleed and like spits a fang out. Like, it's it's not happy with its life right now. I imagine he's like reeling back from that attack. So I uh, take the, oh, the yeah. back end of the uh, spoon and uh, ram that into his, like, ear, this area, the solar plexus like, yeah, area. In the sternum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, solar plexus, yeah. yeah. Go for it. Uh, Go on, stab him with the spoon. 27. <laughs> Yeah, that one hits. <laughs> 11. That 100% hits. Uh, he doubles over in pain. Um, as a monk, your bonus action can also be to smack him again. I'm imagining, like, is, the, is there lava around this forge? Because we were talking about fire this whole time. Can I knock him into a fire or something? Mm, no, there isn't. You can't see lava. The only source of fire is coming from the forge. Okay. You can see it glowing, and like every minute or mm. so, you just see a jet of flame okay. coming out of it. Then I guess I'm just gonna. You are unfortunately too far from <laughs> that. Okay. <laughs> just gonna hit him uh, again with the spoon. Um, mm-hmm. Where do I hit him? Hmm. In the throat. Go on, just jab him oh, in the sure. throat. Let's do that, but like with the round end of the uh, spoon. <laughs> 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 Go for it. Uh, 18. Yep, that hits. 7 damage. Okay. He looks as unwell as the guy who is on fire inside the forge. <laughs> um, you can now spend a key point to have a fourth attack. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, let's do another uh, attack then. Uh I'm running out of uh, ideas how to attack him, so I'm just gonna, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna bonk him on the head with a spoon, I guess. Oh, 16. Uh, that hits. Um, as close as Dam is to swearing, how do you want to kill him? Uh, I guess I just bonk him really hard on the head, and I, he goes down. <laughs> yeah, you just hear like a crack uh, yeah, from the skull, no. and he just hits the ground, completely dead. Um, oh, Jesus. No. You have, you have taken one out. Um, you still have a move if you left, if you would like it. 
like like what's uh, I I look uh, across the room and see like I want to know what the situation is uh, like around my kids. Yeah. Um, so looking over to where your kids are, you can see that Kith is standing in front of them, like holding um, you know um, a key ring with a bunch of keys on them, frantically looking through to see if they can find the right mm -hmm. one. You can see that you can um, that the yellow tiefling standing in front of your kids is drawing something on the ground, and that they are clearly focusing on some sort of magic. And your two like kits are basically just holding one another, just like shielding each other's eyes because they've been told not to look <laughs> at the damage. Um, as I see uh, Kith looking through the key ring for the right key, I uh, I check my uh, UNT if he also had some kind of keys just to uh, um, accelerate the process of freeing all the prisoners. Yep, uh, they do also have a key ring. Um, they again have a variety of keys on them, but three of them are very obviously belonging to the three cages that are mm -hmm. here. Yeah, I take that and uh, start making my move back to the other people. Uh, yeah, you can like basically make it back into the room. Um, the closest you want to, to you looks completely unharmed, and you see Lethero is holding a sword, looking a little bit bewildered. Um, like they don't really know what's going on, and they're being forced off in a different direction. Um, yeah, this is basically what you see. That's about as far as you could really get in your like six seconds that is in after having killed the other guy. <laughs> Boom, dead. Um, killed by right. Spoon. Okay, uh, the Tiefling. Hmm. It's gonna be nice to us. Yeah, probably. The tiefling lifts her hands and, um, still focusing on the spell that is on Gref. One of them, one of her hands pointing at Gref and just holding it there. You can see her making a complicated arrangement, but her eyes keep flicking down at the focus she has drawn on the floor. And you see this dark necromantic energy fly out from her hands and hits the UNT that looks completely undamaged. Um, as it has to make a con saving throw. Ooh. It fails and it takes. Because I can't be bothered rolling this many dice. Too many dice! Um, she throws a hand out and she casts Blights as she does 54 points oh. of damage at it. He's a lot of That's blights. a high level it paladin. Yeah. 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 You will find out who she is uh -oh. later. Um, it looks completely fucked up as this energy hits it in the chest and you see it begin to just almost age in front of you. You see its eyes begin to kind of cloud over a little bit. You see the scales become like somewhat less shiny and, and luxuriant as they were before. Um, and you see it kind of cough a little bit, a little bit of blood pour out of its mouth. It's still alive. It's not dead, but it, it, it looks pretty fucked up. It wishes it was uh, dead okay. right now. Yeah, basically. Uh, Gref. Yes. Gref, it is your go, my dude. Granted, it's I wish. Not <laughs> I am not under <laughs> any effect, so the QNT in front of me is just going to eat some sword hits. Okay. Um, yes. So the first... Jeez, that's bad. Uh, that's it's going to do what? I'm sorry? <laughs> 11 to hit. That's a fail. All right. Uh, I channel some Gref of my first. spoon energy to you. <laughs> <laughs> Gref's uh, first like hit is goes kind of wild because he like he for a second there thought he was being commanded and he, he like kind of reacts to it but it kind of just fucks up his swing <laughs> and as he realizes he's not actually under uh, effect he tries to hit it again with a 17 spoon energy that one hits and that's uh, a 22 slashing damage as he brings the sword up across its body 
how do you want to cleave it in twain? I think it's very just uh, like uh, the sword is kind of like touching on the ground after the whiff thing, and he just does that thing where mm-hmm. you like kind of just throw it up with all your power and just slash it like up across the bo- like torso. Hip uh, to shoulder. Yep. Yeah, hip to shoulder. Yeah. Yep. Hip to shoulder. Yeah, this thing kind of like collapses yeah, just- almost in half as it hits the ground. You get sprayed with a fuck ton of UNT blood. Um, unpleasant. But you have slaughtered this one. And Graf is going to look behind him. The magical fireball has moved now. Is Orkin Carved just lying on the floor? Yes. Graf is going to move to grab Orkin Carved and then start moving towards the blighted one. Yes. Uh, yes, you can absolutely pick it up and make a move towards the blighted one. Um, okay. Can I Ibaris. reach him? I there guess is the question. Or is it a bonus action mm-hmm. to pick up the weapon? Let's just say it's a bonus action to move on. Yeah, like the distance covered. Like if you want to be able to hit him next time, then yeah. that's basically everything to get yeah. there. Um, Ivoris, it is your go. There is one creature left. Um, there is one UNT and they look pretty fucked up. Well, it gets the good old uh, fire fireball. <laughs> Moved over to its vicinity. Uh, I believe I mean, it makes a deck save. Uh, yes. It makes it. Okay, does it do half? Yes, half as much uh, unsuccessful. So it does four? It does It does four, but it's so close. Plus five. <laughs> and then fireball. <laughs> it's fucking total, dude. It's toasted. It got hit with an acrostic energy, and then you set it on fire. <laughs> it was like, I can outlive these plays. Uh, who else This thing does meat. not make it through. Um... You basically set this thing on so much fire. You uh, cremated it. Was, yeah, you've cremated it. Um, congratulations. Uh, around you are dead UNT everywhere. You can see that there are prisoners running around just trying to figure out what's going on. Some of them are hiding behind pieces of the forge or hiding behind like workbenches and tools. You can see that the two cubs in the corner are just like covering each other's eyes because they're not supposed to see. You can see the... Um, tiefling in front of them like just making sure that they're keeping an eye on what the hell is going on but you see the four UNT dead you are out of combat Kith is gonna take the keys and start trying to unlock the cage I swear I'm usually very helpful in combat but I just (laughs) Uh, just just for flavor text you feel them like put their hand out and cast bless on you it's like it's 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 okay I broke the rune okay that was my contribution I did the thing. We appreciate that very, very much. And just which one of these? <laughs> which one of these keys is it? God did. Uh, Tauri comes. Uh, you see, like Tauri comes over with the keys and tries to help because maybe d- there's different keys, like different set of keys. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen. Let me do something, okay? Uh, I feel bad. Here, then take the keys. Give me the other ones. I don't know. <laughs> as as you say that, you just suddenly hear, Mama. Oh. And you see them like move their hands down yeah. so they can see, like peer over the top. <laughs> yeah, Liok, are you okay? Mama! And you see like the pair of them just like run over and they like put their arms through the bars so they can Aww. try and reach you. Um, and they look healthy enough. Aww. They look like they're, they don't look malnourished. They don't look like they're, they're suffering any pain or anything. Um, you can see that they have like a manacle which links the pair of them. So they're kind of like joined together. Um, 
and you see like as you run across and like the two kids like put their arms out you see Zarissa uh, sorry you see the tiefling look down at them look up at you and it's it's obvious to her that you're clearly their mama <laughs> and she just takes one step to the side um, but yeah they look totally Aww. happy and healthy happy-ish but healthy Tori uh, gets <laughs> what was that sound? yes kadunk kadunk <laughs> Yes, kadunk, as you hear like the lock undo. Oh. Um and Zerissa just kind of like pulls it oh, okay, open finally. and the two the two little kits like they just Tauri basically shops, rush over and uh, jump kids on aside you. and takes the kids. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> he like bounces backwards, like, you know, butt almost hitting the flame sort of thing. Yes. Um, she picks up the I two the two kits just basically <laughs> basically just run up and just jump on you and just like yeah. hug you like very, very tightly uh, and like Mama, Mama Are you two alright? Mm-hmm. Mama, Mama, there's a dragon here. Yes. A dragon? Yeah. There's a dragon underground. You've seen it? Yeah. You... Uh, they, they took us to the dragon, and um, the dragon looks like it's been in prison like we are. Have you... Mama, how did you find us? And they just, like, really hug you very tightly. Uh, I had help... Um... F- from... From Otrup, uh, she looks around and <laughs> <laughs> you can see the bunny is kind of like just kind of like sitting on its butt, looking at you. Uh, it just kind of like tips its head, looking at you, and you can see that its eyes are glowing like a really kind of like really dark bluish, purplish color. Remember the creatures that came out of the that that drift thing in the forest. Mm-hmm. It's 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 one of those. It's, They're really scary. They they are not as scary as we thought they are. At least not this one. This one helped me. It helped me find you. Then, then I guess it's the best bunny. <laughs> we knew you'd come get us, Mama. We knew you'd come save us. Of course, I would come save you. Um, Mama, we we have to leave. Yeah, we will. We will have to free all the other prisoners here, and then uh, we will figure out a way to leave. Okay. Can we free the dragon? What? Why do you want to free the dragon? They kind of like, as a pair, they kind of look down at the manacle that is linking them and look back up at you. And um, the elder says, Because it shouldn't be in prison like we are, Mama. Tauri nods and... Um... She turns to the other people in the room. I assume everyone heard that. Yeah, oh yeah, like everyone was able to hear it. Pin drop. There's yeah. still flames going <laughs> off every like minute, but pin drop. Yeah. Uh, uh, if it's super quiet in the room, then you're definitely hearing like Gref's like uh, <laughs> feet run as he's like running towards one of the doors to like kind of close it and start barricading it up. Assuming the rest of the team okay. is doing something um, equally helpful. Yeah, Lethera turns around after running for six seconds and starts picking up stuff. But you can yeah. all hear this. This is very yeah, yeah, not yeah. quiet. I, I, t- um, I t- say to the kids, like, we will figure this out uh, after we've freed all the prisoners. At least have a plan what we are going to do next. Okay. Right. Uh, dragon. Yeah. Um, can we leave it down there for a little bit first? <laughs> Why? How long? I kind of have to do a thing here with the Fords, and if the Fords isn't on, that kind of makes it really hard. We are at the Forge now. You can do whatever you wanted to do now. Um, uh, are you 
Um, and you see, like the the younger of the two, to, like look over at you, Kith, and is like, "Are you, are you the one with the mushrooms?" Yeah, you want some? I have some good mushrooms. <laughs> They're tasty. <laughs> no, not um. We we um. They are tasty, Mama. We we haven't told you everything. Um. What what did you not tell me? We. We both sometimes hear this um, lady talking to us and she helps us make things and she's going to help us make some things for some important people. And Sarissa, um, Sarissa has been looking after us and they kind of like in- indicate the tiefling. And we have to make things for her and her friends so that they can be powerful and save the world. Um. What kind of person have you been? What you you've been hearing voices? Yeah. Why have you never told me that? What has this been? Uh, the older one just kind of like shrugs a little bit, and he says, "I was worried. I was worried that you wouldn't believe me or think I was being silly." Or something. I'm sorry, Mama. How long have you been hearing these voices? A couple of years since I've been able to walk and I got lost in the forest that time. Well, considering that there are people in this party that apparently also hear these voices, I do believe you, but I don't think I would have believed you back then. (laughs) But... It's okay. You, if you, if you hear these voices now, then I believe you. We can hear them again now that the big rune above us is gone, and we want to help make the things. And then we really, I really want to go. I don't want to be here anymore. I, we will return to our village, but I think we need to make a plan first. How we need to get out of here. There's a lot of people in this room that need to get out of here. And there are still a lot of UNT outside. And I don't know. I mean, if we do all the things and then release the dragon, that's a pretty good escape plan is, you know, dragon. <laughs> you see their yellow tiefling just kind of like smile. <laughs> like, yeah, that's a pretty good plan. If at first you don't have a good plan, I- you just... Overwhelming I, power. I mean, I I still I owe Otrup, uh help with a dragon. He did say that he wanted to know more about dragons, so perhaps there's a good way for him to figure something out about them. Whatever he wants from them. Right. I'll help barricade the door. And you see, Zerissa like, just kind of like go off. Zerissa <laughs> <laughs> go off, uh, and she helps like the and, and Gref just like barricade that initial entryway. Um, she begins to use some magics, but she has to keep drawing this like kind of focus in the ground so that she can like churn her magic through that. Um, yeah. The three of you are able to very quickly put up a barricade and it's pretty strong and you just keep adding more to it. Um, not, a, not a problem. Um, um, Ivers was 
kind of sitting back as you were doing your thing and kind of watching and kind of like satisfied he'd helped. And then as soon as they mentioned a dragon, I think he's trying to sneak off and fucking figure it out. I think that's a huge concern. (laughs) Um, You are not wrong, sir. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Now, he is under the impression that he's going to have to be the one that says, no, this is a terrible idea. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, he also has the question of, is this the one that they saw in Symphona? So Mm -hmm. uh, he's going to try to go down more as they suggested. Yeah, there is actually, um, out of this, like, the forge area, one of them is being blocked off, and that's, like, the entrance, like, to the rest of the mines and out of this place. Um, one of them is the passageway that you just came down from that led up to that kind of flu area. And there is a third one that had yet to be explored. And if you kind of, like, dip in there and have a look, you can very easily see that this begins to, like, bend and warp its way downwards. Um, this pathway leads down to somewhere else. Okay. Okay. He's gonna You're start going. going, that going way? Yeah, he doesn't want anyone to like. N- he's Yanti. Like they <laughs> have a, a thing yeah. with dragons. Like he he kind of wants to. Yeah. He trusts his own judgment and knows that he's not gonna like give in to the dragons yeah. like temptations Mons. of power or demands or anything like that. He doesn't trust it, but all right. Uh, he knows that no one okay. else is going to trust him to go down there and do anything. So he only trusts his own judgment with it. He Himself wants to go this. down. Yeah. You both All probably right. know um, where he's gone. <laughs> uh, I think Gref is too busy, to be yeah. perfectly honest. No okay. Um, okay. All right. Let's deal with the chaos that is going to be Ivorous. Um You head your way down. Um, Nobody has spotted you. Maybe a few of the other prisoners seen you, like, saunter off, but they've seen you help them, so you kind of get a free pass on that. Um, As you make your way down, you find that the air is getting hotter and hotter, like, almost unbearably hot. And you find yourself at the bottom of this spiralling slope. And at the very bottom, you see that as the ground levels out, you can see that there is evidence that the ground itself is very hot. You can see that this has been repeatedly flamed over and over and still is. About once a minute, you feel that very hot gush of air coming up. And as you step down into this area and have a look, or you can use your wasp, it doesn't matter. What you see before you in chains is a large white-ish dragon. You can see that it is got kind of odd scales on it here and there. Some of them are coloured red, some of them are coloured green. And you can see that once a minute, you can see this bright flash of purple coming from the chains. It flashes then into its eyes and you see it gout out a burst of flame. It looks exhausted and tired. It's okay. It's patchy in colour. Yeah, so huh. most of it is white, but there are odd like scales here and there that are red and green. Okay. Um, hmm, that's a curious thing. Okay. Um, uh, Ivers peeks his head in, but I'm not putting my body on the other side of the wall. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going all the way out. I'm going to say it's safe to assume that you wait until just after the burst of flames so you don't get set on fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> okay, good. Um, as you kind of like pop your head in afterwards, yeah, you can see this dragon just looking miserable. Um, just all four of its legs have been changed. You can see that its wings have been manacled together. Um, and it just looks exhausted. And as it, as you kind of like pop your head in, you see its eyes very slowly turn towards you as if they've just spotted you on the periphery and don't quite believe you're there. How long have you been here? As it opens its mouth, a huge gush of frame comes out again. But you managed to duck enough. You know it's coming. Um, and as you kind of like look out again, it just says, Yes! And you haven't left, so that wasn't you in Symphona? No, obviously not. Ibris looks confused. <laughs> confused because that means there's two V. And uh, that's <laughs> two more than Ibris had it hoped. Also looks a little confused as it says Another dragon. I was led to believe I was the last. And then it kind of like a flash of light in its eyes goes again, you know, oop, dark back time as it gets out another a bunch of flames. Yeah, um, yeah. The Yanti weren't tempted by you at all. No, this menace, this blissful eclipse. Nearly a century they have been here. Longer, perhaps. Now free me, mortal. Okay, and what are your intentions? I will seek out the woman who chained me here, and I will rend her limb from bloody limb. Hmm. Okay. I think we might be able to make a deal... This is a large risk on our part. Risk? A risk as opposed to having them continue to force me to make their armor and their weapons? I worry that if we let you out... Okay, I'm, you're in kind of the best position for me to be brutally honest with you. I don't know if you're going to like get out and do a lot of bad stuff and that would kind of be our fault. And I'm not quite sure we can do anything about that once we let you go. Uh, we probably, you know, you'll just be gone <laughs> and doing all the bad stuff and that'll be kind of on us. So we kind of have to make this big moral judgment call here and I'm just kind of trying to feel out what you, I feel out that you're angry. That's great. Um, we're angry at the same person, I think, which kind of works for both and of us. We are on the same side. That's. I do not want this world to end any more than you, mortal. There is nothing this blissful eclipse can offer me that I do not have. Yeah, I see. That's the fair point that's going to. Be. I don't feel comfortable Deliver making the call. Okay. Else. Yes. 
I do not have the patience to hear you agonise over your conscience. And you definitely detect that flame might have been aimed at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't going to make this call on his own anyways. (laughs) The dragon doesn't want to hear any more of your shit, man. (laughs) Because uh, that's a horrible idea for Ivers to do. So that is a very yeah. round move to free the dragon. <laughs> free me. Okay, I'm not... it's okay to the dragon. Okay, do, 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 do. I'm gonna yeah. start looking the chain. You're not going to fuck me over, are you? Look the chain. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I wrestled back down at least from the idea of this being something that uh, turns around to bite them in the ass so hard. Oh no, it would just bite your ass. All of us. It's got a big mouth, can chop wow. all of them. Uh, okay. Uh, hello, this is Tori, voiced by Cassie. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. I'm so happy I finally have my kids back. Thank Otrup, they're okay. But, oh, oh, they could really use some new clothes. I haven't been in the village in 20 days. I haven't earned any money to get them new clothes clothes uh, if, if you want to help get new clothes for my kids you could head on over to patreon and support us there it would really mean a lot to us and maybe i could even afford some of the very colorfully dyed fabric that they sell in the cities they're so beautiful have you seen them i really hope my kids will be able to wear some of those one day there's perks for you in there as well if you become a patreon supporter you can listen to these kino episodes much earlier than they are released on the main feed your donation also helps us buy new equipment. And uh, by Otrup, after that battle with that big guy, we could really use it. Oh, and of course, that dragon. Mm. Did you hear that voice of the dragon? So scary. We want to say special thanks to Ivor for lending their voice to that dragon. But still very scary. Uh, anyway... I have to tend to my kids now. Uh, see you next episode. Bye. What does feminism mean to you? During Women's History Month, come explore feminism and how it's playing out in real life with season two of Thread the Needle, a monthly podcast. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I use my background in journalism and draw on women's life experiences to add to the conversation on topics that matter to fellow feminists like you. Now in its second season, listen to new episodes each month as we explore finding yourself through divorce, battling call-out culture, questioning our ideas about masculinity, and discovering why girls' confidence plummets in their preteens. Guests include Stephanie Kuntz, historian and author of Marriage, a History, April White, author of Divorce Colony, and Loretta Ross, professor on white supremacy and call-out culture at Smith College. Listen to Thread the Needle on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.